people are mixing all different styles, which, you know, does create interest. They do some, you know, new elements with vintage and they, there's just a good mix. So I would say pick pieces that you love and then also just kind of lay out almost like a color story and just carry that through your entire home. If you have spent time on Instagram or Pinterest, then it's likely that you have seen Becky Owens' work. She's one of the most sought after interior designers, known for her warm and inviting aesthetic that millions have tried to replicate. She has countless product lines and collabs, and today she is here answering some of your toughest design questions. Like, do you have a huge blank wall and no idea what to do with? Or is your house full of boob lights like mine and you're ready for a change? You know what I'm talking about. Well, I know you're going to love learning from Becky and hearing her share her journey in becoming a design icon and why motherhood is everything to her. But speaking of design, what if I told you that there was a gift out there that adds the perfect personal touch to a room? Of course, I'm talking about a chat book, <laughs> specifically our monthly subscription photo books that you can stack, display, line up for a beautiful and meaningful design element in your home. And now that holiday time is here, our chat books elves have been cranking out some beautiful new cover designs that are as unique as your memories. Go check them out in the chat books app. Just tap on designer covers and see all of the gifting possibilities. And as a thank you for being here, all first time chat bookers will receive 20% off their order with the code MOMFORCE. Now on to the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Mom Force. Becky, we are so glad you're here. Thanks for having me. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Well, I can't wait to get to know you a little bit better. I have to say, I am so thrilled to be meeting you face to face now because you are the essence of Becky is wafting through my home 24 7 with your oh. Pura Coconut Calm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my 17 year old daughter, she has it on subscription. And so we've got it going all of the time. It's so, you know, I live in Utah now and I wish I were on the beach. So you help mm -hmm. me feel like I've got a little <laughs> bit of that in my home. But you have had an incredible career with collabs with, you know, companies like Pura, all kinds of other companies for lines of rugs and furniture and decor, including your own lines. And I am just so curious, how did your design empire get started? So I started when I was... I, don't know, I guess it was right after I graduated college. I worked for a firm in Salt Lake City, and that's not what I went to college for, but I just, my parents had known this design firm called Denton House. I don't uh -huh. know if you know Becky Butchin. Uh -uh. She still is there, and she's still doing amazing work, but I graduated college, and my parents were like, you should go try to work for her, so I did, and I loved it. And then after that, we moved to California and we kind of just, I worked for a firm here and then started having kids. So I quit. Yeah. And while I was having kids, my husband and I decided to, decided to start a staging company. So we did that on the weekends. And then after that, once my kids were a little older, I really started to work in the design industry, probably I would say in 2013. 
to okay. is when I really went for it. But I was around it all growing up. My dad owned a paint store. My parents remodeled homes all growing up. I lived in the same neighborhood in Farmington, Utah, but we lived in five different houses in that same neighborhood. And we would buy a home, remodel it, like all through my high school years. Really? So I was just around it. I was mixing paint. I was delivering paint to job sites at a young age. And then, you know, I guess that carried on into my adulthood and just, it kind of just fell into place, which is interesting, but, and crazy. I never thought this wasn't really like something that I was like, this is what I'm going to do. It was more, I'm going to be a mom. And then all this happened, you know, it was just something I was passionate about it and I wanted to do something. So yeah, but you didn't study design in school. What did you think you wanted to do when you were in college? I mean, honestly, I was like, I'm going to be a mom. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I, I wasn't really like yeah. thinking I was going to have a career, to be honest. So yeah. I I studied health education in school. And I was like, I, I mean, I don't really know, even know what yeah. I was thinking I was going to do. Yeah, I was going to get married and have kids and just be content. But then... I had a really good friend after I had had my fourth kid, I think. And she was like, help me do my house. And I was like, no, I'm busy. I'm not, I have kids. I'm not going to do that. And then she kept asking and asking. She had just torn down a home, like, because here it's hard to find lots in California. So she had just torn down a home in San Clemente and it was like ocean view. And I was just like, I couldn't pass it up. So that was one of my first jobs full jobs, full yeah. homes. And after that was done, it got picked up by Good Housekeeping and they had it in their magazine and they came and did a shoot. And so after that, I was like, all right, I guess, guess we're the doing this. The rest is history. Oh, yeah. Amazing. So your friend must have seen in your home, your style like on Showcase. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she had seen that and she had known that I had kind of worked for firms and I'd come over and maybe helped her with some decisions because she had asked me just some questions when she was in the process. She didn't think she was going to hire a designer. So she had just asked me some questions and I was like, yeah, I can come over. So then after that, she's like, well, you just help me finish the whole thing. So there was that she knew that I kind of had that background of being around it. And paint was like something that I, you know, was really familiar with and paint color. So she knew that and Kind of. And you know, it's so helpful to have a, a partner, like a sounding board yeah. to like, yeah. I don't know, what do you think? I like these three. Yeah. Help me choose one. So I think that was pretty much it too, because it's yeah. hard to, especially when you're doing your own home. Even I have a hard time doing my own home. I'm like, I don't know. I need someone to come <laughs> tell me what to do. <laughs> you know, it's easier for me to spend other people's money than mine. <laughs> yes. I've often wondered that because I get paralysis whenever I'm trying yeah. to do anything in my own home because, yeah. you know, for that very reason, it's a lot of money and I have to live yeah. with it. And I'm not a professional designer. I get the same way. <laughs> okay. That makes me feel so much better. For sure. So Becky, how how do you describe your style? I want to hear it from your words. I think my personal style, I think, well, there's two different things. I think what I'd put in my home and what I'd do design for others is probably different. Okay. I want to hear it. So I would say my personal style in my home today, because it does Uh change, (laughs) is very soft and layered textures, minimal color. I mean, I do like color, like soft blues and that, but it's very just calming and peaceful. That's kind of what I 
And I do want that for my clients as well. I want people to come in and feel like it's calming and peaceful and inviting and you're just, you want to stay. So I feel like that is something that I really strive for my own home but, and for others. Like my last home, I did a lot of black and this home has barely any black. Just mm. I just wanted just more calming and a calming environment. But, yeah. you know, when working with other clients, they definitely have a little bit of more say in what we do. But I always try to keep those elements where it just feels peaceful and they love to be there and it's relaxing and inviting. I think those are yeah. the biggest things that I try to execute. Yeah. Do you think with your growing family that the desire for calm Zen-like. <laughs> All of that is a reflection of like a stage of your life, family life. Yeah, I think just with work and family, you just want to come home and just feel like it's serene and yeah, peaceful, you know, yeah. and I want my kids to feel that way and I want people that come in to feel that way. I love it. Well, one of the things that I think people get really hung up on is having to define their style. And in fact, we got this question on our Mom Force Facebook group from Candace. She says, how the heck did you narrow down your design style? I love so many different styles and I have no clue how to make it all work together. We're planning to build a home this fall and I know that I need to get my style figured out before then. So without, hard, yeah. yeah, and when you can't hire a designer that's coming with yeah. your breadth of experience. Yeah, what, what should Candace do? I mean, I think one thing that she could do to simplify it in her mind is like stick with like a color story okay. throughout her house so that that would make it pretty cohesive. I'm not saying you have to do every, blue in every house, in every room, but just kind of if you're using softer tones, carry that throughout your home so that like there is a little bit of that cohesiveness, even if you like different styles. Because I think now there's really no rules. People are mixing all different styles, which you know, it does create interest. They do some, you know, new elements with vintage and they, there's just a good mix. So I would say pick pieces that you love and then also just kind of lay out almost like a color story and just carry that through your entire home, whether it's like, I want wood, black, and I don't know, rust, you know, yeah. that orangey rust kind of hot right now and whites. And then you layer, just layer that together as you work throughout your house. You can add in, I would say you could add in some greens, you know, in a room, like, but just kind of keep that same vibe throughout your home. Even if you have a little bit of different types of furniture. Yeah. Or if you find something you really love, you can build off of that. Like yeah. a piece, a rug or something, then take that in, as your inspiration and build off of that. Okay. Well, and I heard you say buy start with something that you love. And yeah. what if you're not what if you don't trust your gut? <laughs> what if you've like you've looked on Pinterest too long and you mm -hmm. followed too many designers yeah. and then you're like, I don't really know if this is me or this is what I'm seeing. And they are there's a lot of different I don't know, inspiration out there. Yeah. I would say yeah, you really do have to trust your gut. I would okay. say go with what you love because that's you're living in it. Go with yeah. that at least one piece that you love and start there. Yeah. Whether it's a rug, whether it's some antique piece that you're like, I'm definitely bringing this over and then kind of start and build from there. 
Yeah. And I think if you're not trying to create like a cookie cutter copy Mm -hmm. of someone else's style and you get a rug you love and a couch you love, I kind of like an eclectic mix of things. In fact, Mm -hmm. my mother-in-law, their house is the perfect example of this. They have lived all over you know, New England in the Midwest. And they've just, as their family has grown, have gotten pieces from different ages and stages of their life. And their home tells a story. It's like a life story. I don't know if you could call it like American eclectic or it's just, it's just so them, like no designer is going to go in and order everything that they have in their house, but then it wouldn't feel like them. Yeah. I think that too, what's important that is they probably took a lot of time Yes. That was over a lot of time. People are like, I have to have it now. And they get so impatient. I think sometimes just live in it. And even if you're building a new home and you just get the bones done, even if you only have a rug and a sofa and you live in it and just see how you live, I think that will also help you make those decisions. Yeah. I remember once we had some friends where we lived in Connecticut, we're building a house. And I was so excited to come and see it once they had moved in. And I expected to walk into what our house looked like when we first built it. And it was nothing. It was yeah. just like yeah. a couple <laughs> random pieces of furniture yeah. that we brought from our yeah. townhome. It was fully decked out down to like the florals on the side tables, art yeah. on the walls. And I had never seen anything like that in my life. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've been stockpiling things for months and, you know, had worked with a designer that just came in and just like magic. Everything was yeah. done like magazine worthy. <laughs> but it was also kind of weird because I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I want my home to feel like it it tells our family story. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I don't know if I would even want to outsource all of that. But, you know. <laughs> Having the budget yeah. to do that, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> well, that's a, I mean, we typically do that. We typically do start to finish and all done. And, you know, it's easier for if someone's got an endless budget and we yeah. can just do it for them. And they're like, I don't even care. I just want it to feel good, you know, or look good. Yeah. Then, you know, it's a different story, though. And you have to slowly do it just for budget reasons. I feel like just take your time and, you know, pick pieces that you really love. Yeah. I like that. That feels like real life, real yeah. advice. Most most, um, most most people do it that way. Yeah. Thinking about having an endless budget, I I'm assume you have got access to like anything you could possibly want in your home. And, you know, you say you've honed in on a real like serene, calm, like inviting space. But how often do you change things up in your own home? <laughs> it's like we were talking about earlier. I get that a little, that paralysis, like you yeah. said. I... If I, I kind of just change, leave it. My mom was a yeah. huge changer when I, when, when I was young and she would, oh, I'd come home and my room would be totally different. And for oh, me, so I think I've kind of gone the opposite where I'm oh. like, okay, I like this. I'm just going to keep this, you know, and we'll just leave it here yeah. for a while. Like my last home we were in for 20 years and I, we did do one big remodel in the middle of that time, but I pretty much kept it there. And then I kept it at the, yeah. you know, I didn't change that much. I try not to get wrapped up in all the trends. Me personally, I yeah. just because I, you'd be changing it nonstop. So yeah. I try to keep it pretty neutral and timeless just so I feel like I don't have yeah. to keep changing think, everything. And my husband would be like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. I think that's good <laughs> advice for all of us. Just resist the urge to, yeah. to follow all the trends. And you yeah. probably get to just flex your creative muscle in your client's home. So yeah. you kind of like... Check yeah. that box. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Auntie Mame? No. 
oh my gosh, it's it's like an oldie oldie. I used to yeah. watch it growing up. But yeah. the main character is this just eccentric woman in New York and like every new scene of the movie, her house is totally redone in some like yeah. like dramatic style. And it's <laughs> as a as a girl, I watched that and I was like, oh, that one's my favorite. Oh no, this one's my favorite. That's cute. But fantasy versus reality, yeah. you know. Right. <laughs> Most and, of us and are living, living in reality. Living in a remodel or living in a constant thing of, uh, you know, constantly changing. Yeah. It's kind of hard. It's hard for kids. It's yeah. just, you feel unsettled. So I just, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Speaking of kids, my daughter came home the other day and she said something like, oh, it just smells like home. And I, hey, kudos to you and yeah. your Pura <laughs> coconut call. <laughs> I have that want... in my house too. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like Becky's home. Um, but we want, we're trying to build or create a haven for our family to come home to and feel safe in. But it's hard to feel that sense of calm and even safety, quite honestly, when things are everywhere. Like organization, mm-hmm. help us think about how you and your family, how do you organize all the stuff. What are your tips? What tips do you have for us? Honestly, I wish I was more organized. Again, my mom and dad are very organized and I don't think I got that gene. I don't know where it is. Why can't we just inherit? I thought we would inherit all of the best from our parents (laughs) automatically. Yes. My mom was so clean, so organized. I do like to keep a clean house and I, I try to, we just moved. So before that, you know, it was not where I wish it was, you know, before, mm-hmm. before we moved, it was just like 20 years full of stuff. And now we moved and I got rid of everything and I not, I mean, pretty much everything sold all my furniture, sold everything just kind of wow. started fresh, which was, you know, grateful I could do that. I just, now I feel like I am a little bit more organized and everything kind of has a place so far, you know, until probably all of our kids start wrecking everything. But I think it's just mentally for me is, if I move something, put it back. And that's one thing that mm. I just used to just, we used to call it the shibby shove where we would just shove stuff, you know, <laughs> someone was coming over, we'd yep. shibby shove it somewhere yep. and then you'd find it in some random spot. So now I'm really trying to focus on it's organized now and I need to keep it. I just need to keep it organized, you know, yeah. don't shibby shove anything in a random place, actually put it back where you know it goes. So I think yeah. it's finding where, you know, Everything has a home and keeping it there. Yeah. Well, and I, I've moved quite a bit in my lifetime too. And there is, I mean, moving is so hard, but it's so nice to be able to just purge things too and yeah. like finally get rid of stuff. Yeah. I think that is a skill that we all mm-hmm. can continue honing in is just paring down the amount of stuff we have. The less stuff, the less mess. Totally. Well, and I've learned that this, this go around. I'm like, I do not need seven spatulas. I can yeah. get away with two or whatever it is, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I really pared that down and just tried to get rid of a ton of stuff. Yeah. So I think that's key. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I did hear this too. Bring You bring something in, you take something out. So yes. throw it away, which I need to do be better with like clothing. That's one of the tough ones. Oh, I know. Clothing's hard though, especially like my size and shape keeps fluctuating. So I keep rotating. I'm like, oh, these don't fit anymore. They're going down to the basement. No, yep, I gotta... yep. I've heard you mention in a, another interview that your family is your number one priority. So I'd love to hear if you have any hard and fast rules when it comes to your work and your home life. I, 
I'm, I guess I wouldn't say I have hard and fast rules. I really try to be fluid because sometimes my kids need me and I, you know, I mean, there's definitely certain things you can't change, like obviously any appointments that you have, but I try to schedule those while they're at school for the longest time. My kids, I would say only in the last maybe four or five or maybe even three to four years, did they know I was working? Mm. I really tried to do it under the radar while they were at school. Yeah. You know, try that, try to not let them feel it. You know, it's hard to with our phones because that's literally my job is on yeah. my phone. So I, I try, my kids would probably say otherwise, but I, I try to put my <laughs> phone down. I try to, you know, put that away and give them some attention. But I think it's more, I just try to be around when they're around. Yeah. So I try to be home when they're home so that they yeah. just, even if I'm not totally engaged with them, that they just know I'm there. So that's one thing that I really try so that they, they don't come home to an empty house or, you know, if possible, if I'm not out of town, but I just really want them to think back and be like, yeah, my mom was home all the time. Yeah. She was yeah. there when I got home from school, she took me to school. So I really try to make them think that I don't work. <laughs> well, it's really impressive that you had them fooled for so long. I did have them fooled for a long time. And now they're like, what's happening? <laughs> well, now you're famous. Like you no. see your name like all over everything. It's no, That's, that's got to be pretty cool for them too. Who knows? Who knows what they think? <laughs> I know. Well, you'll never really know probably until well, yeah, they're older. Teenagers will keep everything true. pretty close. That's but. true. Oh, I'm sure they're so proud of you. Well, Becky, now that I have you here, I would love to get some of your nitty gritty expertise on some real life design dilemmas. We actually had a couple people from our mom force submit some things that they need help with, but I want to start with my own problem. Yeah. I have these lights throughout my house. They look like a boob on the yeah. ceiling called mm -hmm. the boob light. Mm -hmm. I've got about 12 of them. Yeah what can be done? I, I can't, one of them is like right at my desk. So whenever I'm doing like a video for like social media or something, they're lingering up here is this boob up on the ceiling. Yeah. I got to get rid of it. What are your suggestions? So I think two options. You could put a can, can light. Okay. You don't want it. Just recess you know, it. Yeah. Just recess it. Or there's so many great flush mount lights now. I don't know if you've seen... I've looked and I actually ordered some and I felt like it was too, too big for my ceiling. Like it came down. I, I don't know. Yeah. It just, it kind yeah. of felt like it was caving out of me. So maybe I need to look for thinner ones. I don't know. Yeah. There's some that are pretty tight that you could do. There's one of ours that we make. It's called the Annie. It's just a okay. white. I love it. It's just simple. It's white. And I don't know if that would come down too far, but you almost don't even see it, but yet there's just some kind of something, a little character. Yeah. There, there are a lot of flush mounts now that I think, because a lot of people will put that down a hall now and just, there's also like kind of the puck lights that just, I wish I could show you a picture. Yeah. I know. <laughs> okay. Is it like, it's like a disc, like a yes. thick disc? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've seen those too. Yeah. People are doing um, those in their kitchen instead of cans, instead of recess okay. cans. And they're just little like lights that, you know, are gold or black. Okay. They're really pretty. All right. Well, but I'm going to look up the Annie light as uh, the I want a Becky really light cute. in my house. Okay. I'm yeah. going to check that one out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's just do this. Let's do this like a speed round of things that people are stumped with. Let's start with Sessie. Sessie says, I have a tiny master closet. Go. What do you do with a tiny closet? 
With a tiny closet, I would just make sure it's super organized and get like shelving, have like California closets or some closet system, any kind of closet system you can do will utilize all your space way better. So it's, you know, even if you don't have money to do that, Ikea, just having a place. I I did that in our last house where we just had a bar and I was like, this is just not Mm user-friendly. So then you just... We added some shelving and a bar, you know, another bar, but you just, there was more purpose. You have to yeah. definitely make that space just more purposeful. Maybe I'm get like, rid of some of the clothes. I don't know. Maybe, maybe get rid of some of the clothes. Yes. Time for a break. Cut it in half. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. This is from KA. She says, I have a giant 20 foot white wall in my living room. Help. Giant 20. Let's see. Either shelving. You could do like a shelving unit or even sometimes I just like it plain and add molding, add some pretty Mm -hmm. molding and some art and just leave it like Mm -hmm. kind of plain. But once you add molding, it's just adding a little, like a textured element, which I think then it doesn't feel just like a plain wall. I actually have that situation in our house that we just moved into. There's just like this plain wall. I'm adding these cute shelves that I saw at Crate and Barrel. I'm going to add those and add books and, Mm -hmm. you know, a little, some bases and but it is this long wall. I thought the same thing. Yeah, but so. some molding can give it some dimension and yes. like break up the space and mm-hmm. some interest. I love it. Love it. Okay, this is from Erica. LVP or carpet in a basement? I have kids LVP. and dogs. LVP. LVP. Okay, and you just, that was so immediate. Why? Because, well, first of all, we have our hewn line that we do. I do, we do, it's not LVP. It's very similar to LVP. It's oh, stone, stone form. form. Yeah, tell me about mm-hmm. that. It's kind of a limestone base, so it's super – you don't need grout or anything. It looks just like a wood. It, I have it in my house right now. It looks just like wood. People don't even know when they come in, but it's stain-resistant, water-resistant, pet-resistant, mm-hmm. and just really durable. For me, I don't like carpet. I love rugs that you can switch out and change. I just think carpet collects so much dirt. And especially if it's a basement where there's tons of kids and whatever, I prefer the stone form and then put a new rug down and then redo the, you know, rugs are pretty inexpensive these days. You can find a really cool, really cool rugs for less. I just think it's cleaner. Yeah. When you, you have a whole line of beautiful rugs. Okay. So stone form versus wood. You chose the hewn stone form in your home. Yeah. Just because we are planning on doing a pool and I just didn't want to worry about it. I wanted to, that's one thing. I love real wood. I think it's beautiful. I just, for this, for just my stage of life and teenagers and also hopefully at some point in years down the road, I'll be a grandma, I hope, you know, and just kids. And I just want it to be durable. I want it to feel like I'm not like over there worried about everything, you know, when people come yeah. over, no one likes we, that feeling of shoot, I'm going to ruin their no. whatever. And we don't, unfortunately, we don't have a pool in this house that we're living in, but we do have, you know, our water dispenser in our refrigerator that is left to stained. Oh yeah, puddle where on, on your our wood, wood floor. Yes, I know. I know. My That's how my get, old house was too. I oh, it drives me crazy, and I will to this day catch them filling their water bottle, and ice will fall, and they'll just and they leave just it. Leave there. it. And I'm I like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know. That's that's oh. my whole point. That's why I didn't in this house, I was like, I'm not gonna do that again. Or even yeah. just like lemon juice. Anything yeah. just 
change the yeah. color of our floor. And I was like, I just don't want to worry about it. And I don't want to put that on people when they come where I'm like, they feel like they got yeah. a tippy toe around me. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, I know there, I, I think there is like a stigma against LVP. Like you, you know, granted there are varying degrees yes. of, you know, yes. quality, but it's okay. You don't have to have real wood in your home. If yeah. you've got a bunch of kids and pets and a pool or live in Florida with all, you know, my, mm -hmm. most of my family lives in Florida. They all yeah. built houses with LVP and they're beautiful yeah. and functional. <clears throat> um, yeah. Okay, Erica, you got your answer. Okay, here's one more question from Sarah. Sarah says, if you could design any celebrity's home, who would it be? Oh, that is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, in my life right now, I feel like I don't want that pressure. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would, it, of course, it would be fun to do someone, I would probably pick someone super funny, like Will Ferrell. Or I don't know, someone, oh, yeah. Jack Black, just someone that you would have a good time with, Yeah, you know, and that would be super fun and funny. But I do, I, I tend to like pick jobs that are like low key and not, you know, when people are just like, here's your budget, go for it. Just because yeah. I, I don't want the stress. Right. <laughs> and I think doing a celebrity's home, I would be like, oh, I got to do a lot it of perfect. pressure, a lot of pressure, but yeah, I would, I, if I did, I'd want to pick someone that was funny and fun that we would have a good time yeah. together. I imagine if you're doing Jack Black's house, you could really explore the creative space. <laughs> do some really, really fun I things. <laughs> I know. I think they would, he would be fun. He'd be funny. and Or like, I'm way into like Nate Bergazzi or oh, Brian Reed. Yes, like yes. they would just be funny. It would just be yeah. a fun time, you know? Yeah. So. so how much of your job working with clients is like, the people part of it. Like, you know, I a know lot. often we're, we're thinking of like, as, as a client, like I'm looking for a designer, like how do I find the right designer and what are the questions that I should ask? But from the other side of it, like, do you ever have clients that come to you and you pass them on to someone else? Cause you're like, yeah. this seems too hard. I think for me, it's about do what you need and what I do. Do they mesh? So sometimes yeah. people will come to me and have show me stuff for their inspiration. I'm like, that's not really something that I would do, you know, yeah. like that's just not. And, and so I want it to be a great experience for them as much as it is for me. I think I've just learned that along the way before I would be like, I'll take whatever jobs come my way, you know, and now yeah. I'm like, we need to be a good match. You know, yeah. if you, if your aesthetic is a lot different than mine, then I don't, I just, I don't think that would be good for you or good for me. So that's one thing I really look at. And of course there's red flags sometimes when you talk with them. I like to have clients that, you know, like to be involved, but not so involved that they don't trust you. You know, yeah. you want to feel like they trust you to do your job. So I think that's another thing that I look at if they, you know, no one really likes to be micromanaged. And I, I'm like, I swear I can do my job if you just let me do my job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so well, there's a trust level. You are trustworthy. Your work is gorgeous. Your Instagram is just like an endless stream of like beautiful swoon worthy images of of, of what you do. And, you know, we all love a good before and after shot, but I'm wondering what are some of the like behind the scenes, you know, things that happen that go into getting that 
picture perfect photo of an interior that people might not be aware of because scrolling through your Instagram is like, well, my house does never look like that. Never has, probably never will. (laughs) Right. I think there is this perception that it's like all perfect and it's like glamorous and, but it's a ton of work and nothing's ever perfect. Like I, I think there is, you know, people will hire you and they just, they're like, I just want my house to look perfect Pinterest house, you know, or perfect Instagram house. And I'm like, well, that's, not doable because nothing's perfect. There's always going to be some weird thing like your outlets crooked. I don't know, just some weird thing that just isn't perfect. So I think mm-hmm. it's, I think it's educating people that behind the scenes, it just, I don't know. I, it's hard for people to really see that it is just a lot of decisions and you get decision fatigue and you, you know, you're hoping that even you question yourself too. Like, Oh, I hope that works. And you know, usually it does. And one thing though, it's always figure outable, whatever mistakes happen, there has been some, you know, mistakes or even when you're doing like, we've had some slab, you know, countertop slabs that just haven't matched up or they look weird and everything's usually figure outable where I try to tell them that I'm like, it's fine. It'll, it'll be fine. I've kind of learned that along the way to not freak out over mistakes or little things that maybe look a little off, but sometimes that gives it character. Yeah. Well, that's what I was, that's what I was just going to say. It Mm -hmm. it does give it character. Yeah. You're problem solving a lot Mm -hmm. because there's things that just come up and I'm sure people that have remodeled their houses, it's like, okay, you're doing a bathroom and then there's no edge for the tile to meet up and you've got to figure out how to do that, you know? So there's always just little things that you have to problem solve to make work. So I don't know. I I think people think, oh, you know, you just show up and it looks great, you know, but there's just a lot of decisions and working it out with people and contractors and yeah. Well, and you know that quote, comparison is the thief of joy, like that applies to every aspect of life. And Mm -hmm. if you're scrolling Becky's Instagram or any other designer's Instagram and you're thinking, oh, my house looks so bad, like it's, those images aren't real life. Like people aren't living. I mean, you tell me, people aren't living in those houses, are they? (laughs) They don't have four or five kids. I know. I mean, they are, but they're they're not as perfect as they look. You know, you yeah. get the right angle on a picture and it's like, yeah, oh, that's perfect. But then you go on a different side and you're like, oh, that's not as oh, beautiful, there's, you know. Yeah, there's a real life right there. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just keeping that in mind. It's, nothing's yeah. perfect. That's, that's healthy. Let's talk about holiday because I see you have a line of holiday decor. I'm so curious when you are decorating for the holidays, like what's your... Like, are you all glitz and glam? Are you more minimalist? Like, what is holidays at your house look like? I'm definitely minimalist. <laughs> I'm definitely, I, my kids are always like, are we going to decorate for Halloween or for, you know, right okay. now, like my Halloween de- decor is, I have a bunch of ghosts outside. That's it. It's very minimal. Hint of Halloween. Yeah. Hint of Halloween. <laughs> Christmas, I'll, I'll, well, I mean, obviously we'll do a tree. I just, I don't know. I think for me, it's clutter sometimes. And I just, it makes me itchy. (laughs) I like it more, you know, minimal, though I do love like a few great pieces. And we do have, you know, some 
some holiday decor. People love it, you know, and people, mm-hmm. people are really good at it. I just don't think that that is a strength of mine is the holiday mm-hmm. decor. I like it in small doses, you know, but I'm not, I don't think I'm really good at all the little. The collections of yes. things and the, the vignettes. Yes. My dad slays at holiday decor. In fact, starting before Halloween, all through New Year's, it's the glitter season because all of his decor is very sparkly (laughs) and he's constantly buying it and setting it up and like decorating his house and decorating the office and just a sprinkling of glitter 24-7. I love that. that. (laughs) I'm like, if someone could do that for me, I'm in. But I'm like, do I want to do that and then clean it up? I don't know. No. No. I know. Well, we've been um, lucky enough to, as he's like pared down and moved into a smaller house, he's he's kind of given his decor out. So I have this delightful collection of Santas that I never would have bought on my yeah. own, but it reminds me of my dad. So I set that up every Christmas. And whenever he comes out to visit during the holidays, he'll come home with some, oh, he bought like this man-sized nutcracker oh one year. God. And I'm like, I don't know. If that yeah. is my, that is that's awesome. very you, but. That is awesome. My mom gave me the same thing. She was way into the Dickens village. So I have a, I have a set of those and we've done them. I wouldn't say we've done them every year, but we do do them every couple of years, probably. Yeah. So fun. All right. We'll talk about your Christmas tree. You have a Christmas tree. What's the theme of your tree? Do you change it up every year or do you have like a traditional tree? Um, I change it up. I usually will go, get, we'll go buy what we'll do fresh. Usually we weren't, mm-hmm. we didn't do that when my kids are younger, but the last, I would say eight years or so we, we do fresh and it's very minimal. It's just, we do the twinkle lights, like almost the little ones. And then like this year, I'll probably do like wood or ornaments or something like that, just because that's kind of how our house is right now. Just keep it really neutral, wood and white or something. Very simple. Very beautiful. Okay. You mentioned a family photo. By chance, were you taking that photo for a holiday card? Do you send out holiday cards? Yeah, we do a Christmas card. We don't do it. I wouldn't say we do them every year, but I try. I definitely uh-huh. tried it. It's such a fun tradition. I love getting the cards. But getting that photo can be like the most stressful yeah. part of it yes. all. Okay. So any tips for getting the perfect family picture? Well, that's, First of all, you got you to get your teen, all your kids to commit to being yes. there. But well, design style-wise. I think that's the most stressful part. And, and why I get hung up on it is like, what are we going to wear? How are we all going to match? And so for me, I think it's just simplifying it just because I don't want it to be a miserable day for anyone. You know, I want them to Mm -hmm. actually remember back at the picture and think, okay, that wasn't that bad. So we've done them at the beach. We did them, I think multiple times we've done them at the beach. My son had a old truck in high school. He's now 20, but he had an old truck and we did, we put like a Christmas tree in the back one year and did our family photo with the beach in the back and then his truck. So that one was fun and memorable. It was one that we actually thought through. (laughs) Some of the other ones are like, Hey, we got to go down the beach. I got to hurry and schedule, you know, a photo. I I wish I was a little better at that too. It's just, I feel like it's time, you know, sometimes we just run out of time to do all the things that we really want to do. Well, and when it comes to the holiday photo for the holiday card, I mean, we're, there's so many perfectly poised family pictures, like 
switch it up one yeah. year and just like grab a snapshot I know. and everyone on the couch watching a movie and just be like, this is real life. And I feel like those are the cutest. With yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, speaking of photos, a question I like to ask all of our guests is how many photos are in your camera roll? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, I'll tell you right now. Maybe it'll tell me. Does it tell me? Yeah, if you open up photos. So many. <laughs> I have 137,711. <laughs> yes, and I would love to know what percentage of that are beautiful interior shots for your work. I because would say this is part of your job, right? 80%. That's a lot of photos, Becky. <laughs> How do you organize and enjoy your family photos? I know. I like, actually, do you have any strats for that? We do have some chat books. We do have. You do? Yeah, we Yay. do. Yeah, we, we have those. And I feel like I need to be better about that. I did my first two kids very consistently. My last two uh -huh. kids, I'm like, I actually need to go back through and get those organized. My mom was like a major scrapbooker. Like I have scrapbooks yeah. of me when I was like all until I was in high school. Like I have scrapbooks. My husband's like, what are we going to do with these? Oh. <laughs> oh, those are such treasures. Right. You're yeah. so lucky. Yeah. So she did all that, but I wish I was better about it. I mean, we do, I do have chapbooks for yeah. a few of our trips that we've taken and a few for a few of my kids, but I've kind of dropped the ball, I would say in the last. Yeah. Know. When people say, oh, I should be better about that. I'm like, oh, don't, don't say that. Just like do it. I know. Just, just do, do it. it. Like I know. start today. Forget yeah. about the past. Just yeah. start today. Something's better than nothing. True. And you know, the month book's so easy. You just, it pulls in all the photos from that month. You just pick 30 print your book. There you go. Yeah. Don't even have to add captions. You can write them in later and then you have something. I'm doing it. Okay. I'll, ho I'll hook you up with some credit. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we've got you taken care of. <laughs> because it is so important, I think, for our kids to have oh, sure. these photos to look back on. And I know I'm the oldest of 12. And so <clears throat> I actually did have scrapbooks. Yeah. My mom actually did make a scrapbook mm -hmm. for me, but my other siblings... You know, you know how yeah. it goes. Like, <laughs> no, my thirteen-year-old's so mad at me because I don't have a book for her. Yeah, yeah. But something's better than nothing. We got you. What's her name? Ivy. Ivy, we got you. Chapbooks are coming your way. <laughs> so good. Becky, you're delightful. Thank you so much for being so generous with your time yeah. and your expertise and helping solve some of our problems. And there's so many great resources on your blog. Where where else can where can people find you? Beckyowens.com. Yeah, we have Beckyowens.com blog and then we also have Becky Owens Living. Just a lot of you can shop a the lot shop. of our projects mm -hmm. from there. Well, what is next for you? What are you most excited about right now? We Sam's Club, I know you guys all, I mean, we, oh, yeah. we did a big thing with them last year about this time. So we're launching some new stuff coming up real nice. soon. Nice. Okay. A lot more stuff, which is fun because it's really cost effective, I believe. So I was actually just on Sam's Club this morning. Yeah. And I was ordering my protein shakes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Becky yeah. has any stuff left here. And there was like a chair and a table. Yeah. but. There's more to come. Yep. More to okay. come, which keep, is exciting. There's some really peeled. cool stuff that we I have in my house now that we've done a bunch of photo shoots for. And so they're coming out soon. So it was fun. All right. That's Stay coming posted. up. We have some more rugs coming up. We just launched more Purisense, I think, yesterday. So that's mm -hmm. fun. I've been getting all the targeted ads. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm excited for that. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else we have coming up, but yeah, it's been, it's been, it's great. Good. Life is good. It's Busy. Good. You're blessed. I do feel that way. Thank you for saying that. I do definitely yeah. feel blessed and super grateful. Well, thank you for blessing us with your presence here and thanks for being part of the Mom Force. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Ah, I just love her. You know, after we finished recording, we chatted for another 30 minutes. And I have to say, she is truly so genuine and down to earth. And next time I'm in Southern California, I'm popping in, Becky, now that we're besties. Click on the show notes to find a quick link to Becky's products at Sam's Club and Pura. And as always, thank you for being part of the Mom Force community. I really appreciate you being here. And if you would, please take a minute to rate and review the podcast. It helps us so much. Until next time. Bye.